Happy Friday, everyone. Let's get on the train and get this lesson started. <laughs> Today is April 24th. It is Friday. I'm going to check in today, say I'm feeling in the green zone. I uh, had a meeting yesterday, and we talked about third grade, and I we talked about what we're going to be learning and how I'm going to be the class teacher for you guys next year, which makes me very happy and excited. And when I think about getting back to school, I just think about how much more fun it's going to be to be able to have our morning meetings and shake each other's hands and hear your funny jokes and hear your funny opinions. So I can't wait for that. But while we're home, I'm still uh, able to get some projects done. I don't know if everybody heard the music I sent out, but maybe I'll be sending out more songs in the coming weeks and try to get our project together. If we can figure out how to record something all together, we'll see if we can. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, today, I wanted to talk about spring in our gardens, and I love that we've been measuring things out in our garden. I want us to pay, pay, pay close attention to nature, and spring is a great time to be paying attention to nature because it's growing all around us. And so I wanna, I'm going to go read a book really quickly. It's not a very long book, but it's called Bumpity Bump, and it's about a garden. Now, not everybody has a garden, and I understand that. I do not have a garden myself. So, I, I, I'm looking at other people's gardens. I'm walking around my neighborhood admiring the flowers and plants and trees that are growing on the streets. So, we don't have to have a garden or a, a huge yard or anything like that to enjoy the nature that's all around us right now. And I hope that we can all some... Everyone can probably get to some kind of park or somewhere where we can see the brand new baby leaves growing. And So don't be discouraged if you don't have your own garden. And this is, this is a story about a grandpa and his little grandson walking around their farm where they have a lot of things growing. And he's pushing the little boy in the wheelbarrow. And on the page one it says, in grandpa's wheelbarrow, I bump up and down, bumpity bump. And Little Red Hen keeps following us, following us around. And I can see on this page they're growing cauliflower, and they're growing radishes. So they've got lots of vegetables to, to eat once they're grown. And then the little boy says, look, Little Hen, look at me. See what I can do? And I dig some potatoes out of the ground, and some carrots, and onions too. So these are all foods that are growing right there. Under the soil at the top, you can pull them out, and they're ready to eat. Then the little boy gets back in the wheelbarrow, bumpity bump, bumpity bump up and down, and little red hen keeps following them, following them around. Look, little hen, look at me, see what I can do. And then I help to pick beans. Grandpa lifts me up, and he lifts me to the sky. And I can see Grandpa's lifting the little boy up and he's picking the beans off the bean stalks, which are the bamboo, tall bamboo sticks that are growing up. Then the little boy gets back in the wheelbarrow, bumpity bump, bumpity bump, up and down. And the little red hen keeps following, following them around. And the little boy says, look little hen, look at me, see what I can do? And the little boy picks some tomatoes, and he picks some lettuce, and great big cucumbers too. 
Then he jumps back in the wheelbarrow. Bumpity bump. Bumpity bump up and down. And little red hen keeps following, following them around. Look, little hen, look at me. See what I can do. And he picks some berries. He picks and picks until the fingers are sticky and red. Too many strawberries. Then it's back in the wheelbarrow. Past the pears, past the peach trees, past the apricot trees, and past the plum trees that are bulging with purple plums. But the little red hen stops following them at the garden. So we follow the red hen instead. Bumpity bump, bumpity bump. We follow her to the shed. And the little hen says, look. And the little boy says, look, little red hen is showing you. She's showing you what she can do. And the little red hen laid an egg, a beautiful egg, especially for you. <laughs> that, I, I like the story because it tells, tells the reader what they could grow all in the same garden. So they've got corn, and they've got peaches, apricots, plums. They've got all sorts of delicious vegetables growing in their garden. And when I read this story made me start thinking about the fruits and vegetables that I have in my very own house and where I got those vegetables because I did not grow them in the garden. I got them at the grocery store. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, who grew my vegetables? Because it wasn't the little boy and it wasn't the grandpa. <clears throat> and I was also thinking, you know, spring has come and I know asparagus is sprouting right now and some other vegetables are coming out. And I was thinking, wow, it's a really busy time to be a farmer. And who is farming right now? Because it's a scary time to be doing any kind of job. Now, I don't know. A farm field can be big. But if you have to pick every berry in a field, it's going to take a lot of people. And I don't know how far apart you can stay. So I think even that job might be kind of dangerous right now. And I was thinking, hmm, you know who is one of the great Helpers of humanity when it comes to farming and the farmer's rights and treating people fairly is a famous American, and his name was Cesar Chavez. Now, some of you might know about it. I believe Mauricio wanted to be Cesar Chavez for our helpers of humanity we were talking about earlier. But Cesar Chavez was born in America. And he grew up, he was born in 1927, which is about almost 100 years ago, but not quite. And he was born into a Mexican-American family who were farmers. And when he was little, he had to work out in the fields with his family. And they were something called migrant workers, which means when the weather was good and the fruits and the vegetables were in season, they would come to where the big, big farms were still do, and they're there to harvest the food, to work and harvest that food. And then when the food's all gone, they move to somewhere else where they can work next. Now this is not a very good job. It's a very hard job. And the people who do this job do not get paid very well, especially at the time when Cesar Chavez was growing up. And so Cesar Chavez, he thought, well these people, they need a union, which means they need to get together. And then, if they all get together, all the farm workers, then they can fight for the rights of the farmers, and they can earn enough money that they can feed themselves, be healthy, and not have to be so poor. And so, 
Cesar Chavez based his ideas on Mahatma Gandhi, who we might have mentioned Gandhi, but also Martin Luther King Jr., who we've definitely talked about. So Cesar Chavez started peaceful protests where he would not eat. His first protest, he did not eat for 25 days. And he was so weak at the end that he couldn't even speak. But somebody read a letter uh, from Cesar Chavez, and he read this. I wanted to read this one little paragraph, because this really makes me think of what every person in Oregon, every person in America, and really every person in the world is going through right now. This type of... I thought this was a, a wonderful statement. It says, When we are really honest with ourselves... We must admit that our lives are all that really belong to us. So it is how we use our lives that determines what kind of men or women we are. It is my deepest belief that only by giving our lives do we find life. I am convinced that the truest act of courage, the, the strongest act of uh, manliness or womanliness, is to sacrifice ourselves for others in a totally non-violent struggle for justice. To be a man or woman is to suffer for others. And that is his quote. So it means to be the best person, you have to suffer for other people, which I thought was a wonderful thing because we've talked about how mail carriers are out there risking their health and risking everything for our letters right now. And we know that doctors and nurses and garbage men and garbage women and firefighters, policemen, people that work at the grocery store, they're all risking their health and safety for us right now. And even the farm workers who are even, they don't even have a, maybe they don't have a great place to live and they have a really hard job. They have to work from when the sun comes up to the sun comes down, doing very hard work compared to having to go to school to learn some things or even having to go to school to teach some things. So I was thinking that we should really reflect about who is making our food, who's, who's, how are we getting the things that we have so we can be comfortable, even when we're quarantining at home. That might not be so fun, but it's still better than if we didn't have food because then we couldn't manage at all. And then, you know, you've got your farmers who, who have to struggle out in the field under the sun all day, and then once they get that, they have to deliver that food through a truck and then that truck drives it to the store where people are working. So I just really wanted to think about who are the people that are helping us the most right now. And Cesar Chavez was one of the really great farmers. Because then after he uh, got a little bit more known, he was able to get the workers together and form a union. And was able to get workers more money and better rights so they didn't have to work such long hours and do such dangerous work. So Cesar Chavez, a wonderful American man. And just a fun fact, my sister, I think I might have told the class this, but my sister taught in San Diego, and a man she taught with was Cesar Chavez's best friend. He was an old man. And so when he told the class about Cesar Chavez and the lessons that he learned from his good friend, he was crying, and he talked about how what a, a powerful and impactful person he was. And my sister thought it was so cool, and I thought it was so cool that she got to teach with somebody who was best friends with him. One degree of separation. <laughs> Anyhow. All right, so that's it for our little Cesar Chavez garden, garden portion. Now we're going to do a picture in our main lesson book. And for our lesson today, I drew, we're just going to draw. We won't be writing today. 
it's Friday. You've still got some Spanish and handwork to do, I think. So for my picture today, I am starting on the top because we'll do some writing about gardens and Cesar Chavez next week. I started with a dark green border because green is the color of plants <laughs> and the color of spring. So I did a border on the top, bottom, left and right. And then you can see down below I added some pictures. I started with, I drew four different vegetables in my picture. And I did vegetables that are right at the ground level so that you can see what is under the soil and then what's above the soil and then what feeds those plants with the cloud and a sun. So I started with my carrots using a square orange. On the left hand side I did two carrots and I actually started with I actually started with the square green at the top to do the kind of the leafy part of the carrot sticking out of the ground. So I'd used my mommy bear side to just swirl it around to give it kind of a bushy texture on the top. And then I used my baby bear corner to go give it four lines down. And then I did the same thing next to it so I have two carrots. So again, bushy mommy bear side on top. And then four lines coming down. And they should be connecting kind of. So it's going to be like the top of your carrot. And then I took my orange square. And I made it go down kind of in a pointy shape like a carrot. And I filled it in. And once you have the shape of your carrot, then I use my baby bear corner to go on the outline of that. And after I finished my two carrots, they look pretty good, I moved on to, I did a onion, and I'm using my light orange for the onion. Again, I did kind of a swirly, swirly thing. And then I drew some lines coming down with some uh, roots coming out. And I did, I used my mommy bear side for also the leaves coming out of the top of the onion. And that's sort of a, kind of a pear shape, but more of an onion shape, I guess. Next to my cabbage, I drew my, or I, next to my onion, I do my cabbage, which is just some bushy, kind of swirly, dark green. And then once you have the shape of it, then I use my baby bear corner to make the outline. And then some swirling lines inside to give it sort of a leafy effect. And I did green and brown roots coming out of this little cabbage that I've got. And finally, next to my cabbage, I did some corn. So I did some light green roots coming out of the bottom of my corn stalk. And a tall, long stalk growing up into the sky. And then I added some green leaves on the bottom right above the roots. Then I added some corn ears. Then I added some leaves to my corn stalk. And those are kind of alternating left and right going up. And then once I've got my vegetables done, pretty easy. I used a black to make a kind of a rain cloud above my cabbage in the right top right corner. 
So I just made some swirl marks and then have some raindrops falling out of the sky. And in the top left corner, I drew a sun with some sunbeams coming down. And on the bottom of the page, for my soil, I just went right where the tops of the vegetables are. I took the brown and drew across and down. So I filled in the dirt where the, around the carrots, around the onion, around the roots of the cabbage, and the roots of the corn. And then our final step, I've just added the sky color. And once that is done, that will be our picture of the day. Well, that is it for our Friday lesson. And we'll learn a little bit more about Cesar Chavez next week, who is a great helper of humanity. But in the meantime, I want you to keep remembering about all the people that are helping us stay safe and stay comfortable while we are at home. Because some people don't even have homes right now. And that's something we all need to remember to be thankful for everything we do have every day. All right. It was great to see all of you I saw at Zoom meetings this week. And I will see you all, talk to you all next week. And I hope you have a great Weekend. All right. See you later. Bye.